Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Well, boxing fans, it took me a while to get up on because I was too busy laughing at the fiasco that is Terrence, a.k.a. No Smoke Crawford. He ain't budding no more. He's No Smoke Crawford. I'll say it. I'll say it if he was in front. He kind of ducks the smoke. He ducked the smoke against Errol Spence. He's been on damage control, ladies and gentlemen. He's been out doing all these interviews. He's been trying to defend himself from the duck that happened. He ducked Errol Spence. That's the bottom line of what the hell happened. Spence, Crawford, allegedly supposed to happen. Crawford went up on his Insta scam, and he admitted. Now, just to timeline this, Spence called out Crawford in the ring in May. Crawford admitted he had started negotiating with BLK Prime for this garbage fight he's about to do with David Avanasian. He already admitted he was doing that back in June. That You don't do that. If you're going to try to fight a guy right in May and you're allegedly negotiating to fight a guy in May and then you go off fighting somebody else on the sly in June, that's a duck. That means you were never intending to fight the first guy and you were just stringing him along. That's a bad faith negotiation. Crawford ducked Errol Spence. That's the bottom line. I just want NSB and some of these places to understand what I've been trying to tell them for years that with this guy's no smoke. He doesn't want to smoke. He doesn't want to take threats. He wants to either be injured on the decline on the way out. That's what he does. That's been the story of his life. Unfortunately, the media and everybody else ran with this narrative about number one pound for pound when the guy doesn't want to test himself. Errol Spence has three belts at welterweight. Errol Spence is the top guy at welterweight and we needed to finally unify the division. Allegedly, we were going to have a chance to do it. Didn't happen. So I was laughing because Crawford's just digging more of a hole for himself. He's embarrassing himself. He's embarrassing the business with all his garbage. With that said, let's go ahead and get into our weekend of boxing. One of these actually already took place. We have some results as it stands. So I'll go ahead and get that out of the way. Uh, that was Sonny Edwards out of the UK. He fought uh, Felix Alvarado. That was out of Sheffield, the UK. That's why it's already done. That happened today. It was a close fight. Sonny Edwards gets his hand raised in, a, again, a very close fight. I didn't get to see the fight, unfortunately. The outcome didn't surprise me that much. I think Sonny Edwards is a solid fighter, as he was. And if I had previewed the fight, I probably would have leaned ever slightly towards Edwards because Edwards is a younger guy. So you might be able to get the replay on that one. That's on Fight TV, both in the U.S. and the U.K. If you want to check that out, there's probably going to be a replay if you want to check out that fight. I'm probably not going to do it. I don't believe that it's worth it, in my personal opinion. Although I do like boxing, I am looking for certain types of guys in the ring, and these two don't really cut it for me. Neither does this next one I'm going to talk about that's going to happen this Sunday in Dubai, the Coca-Cola Arena. I talked about this last week. Of course, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and his exhibition against uh, Deji Alatunji. This is the brother of KSI now. I... Can't fathom who would bother paying pay-per-view to watch this garbage, but maybe somebody will. I don't know. Mayweather has been talking about trying to get an exhibition with Pacquiao and possibly a real fight rematch with Conor McGregor. He actually got called out by one of the other fighters this weekend, which was Ricky Hatton, who's coming back on an exhibition. And, of course, Mayweather said, no, we've already been down this road before, which is surprising because, of course, he's been down this road before with both Conor and Manny Pacquiao. Yet he's cool fighting them, but he's not cool fighting Ricky Hatton. I honestly think that Ricky Hatton 
versus Floyd Mayweather out in the UK draws big money. I don't know why Mayweather wants to leave that money on the table. It seems weird because perhaps he doesn't think as much of Ricky Hatton as he pretends in the in the mainstream. I don't know. Anyway, this exhibition with Olatunji is a joke. Olatunji is garbage, absolute trash. I can't imagine who's going to pay the pay-per-view, but it is what it is. It's in Dubai. It's Coca-Cola Arena if you want to go to an event. Of course, we've got Montana Love. He's going to be fighting. This is going to be in zone on both the U.S. and U.K., 12 rounds of super lightweight action. That happens tomorrow. It's out in Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. If you want to check it out live, Montana Love against Steve Spark. I know a bit about Montana Love. I've watched a couple of his fights. Don't really think much of him. He's a good fighter, but I personally don't think much of him. I'm talking to person. But stylistically, in terms of the two guys in the ring, I'd be shocked if Spark has anything for Love. It feels like that Spark is the fall guy to make Love look a little bit better. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not really going to be watching that one. Um, it feels like a waste of time, and the undercard is garbage as it stands, so it doesn't look like it's anything I would promote, in my personal opinion. And then I mentioned earlier, of course, Ricky Hatton is coming out of retirement just for an exhibition fight. He's fighting Marco Antonio Barrera. Marco Antonio Barrera, of course, he has done an exhibition just for a little, I think that was like a year ago, maybe. He did an exhibition these guys can be fighting at the AO Arena in Manchester. Super middleweight action. It's a 12-round contest. So the interesting thing here is I was told this is actually an exhibition fight. However, it's being presented as a full-on fight. I want to stress this is being promoted as an exhibition fight, not a real fight. Hatton is training as if it's a real fight, and he's trying to test the waters and see if he can still go at least an exhibition level. Now, Marco Antonio Barrera, of course, he's a legend in the business, and he came back for an exhibition a little while ago, and he didn't look half bad, but he certainly looks a pale shadow of what, is, what he used to. And, of course, Barrera seemed like he had peaked at a certain point stylistically, and then he was never the same after that, certainly not trashing him. I'm saying that I think his best days are behind him. I expected Hatton's going to look better than Barrera does. Barrera's near 50 years old. Hatton's only 44 years old. So my gut tells me if you're going to watch this, I'm not saying don't, um, it, says, it looks like it's televised Sky Sports for the UK. Does not look like it's televised UK or US or outside of the UK. So if you're going to check it out, by all means, I'm not telling you not to, especially if you're a fan of either guy or both of them. I'm saying that I wouldn't expect too much from this exhibition because Ricky Hatton, of course, being the younger guy, but having, see, Hatton hasn't even been out, you know, like in the ring doing something for the longest time. He's been completely disconnected, whereas Barrera at least has stayed somewhat active, not greatly active. So I wouldn't expect too much of this other than the nostalgia of these two guys who certainly are legends in their primes. Uh, Alam Conley, everybody knows uh, Zanabek. Alam Conley, he's the guy that they're really pushing. He's fighting Denzel Bentley. Denzel Bentley is a pretty good fighter. He tends to make mistakes at times, but I think he's a pretty good fighter. I don't think he's going to have anything for Alam Conley. Now that said, Alan Conley is being pushed as the next big guy. He's being pushed as the knockout artist and the strong. Da, da, da. Don't get it twisted. Bentley is, he can hold his own. I'm just saying that he tends to make mistakes. So I don't think he's going to be able to uh, derail Alan Conley. I don't think he's going to be the one. Maybe he does. I don't think he will. On that undercard, if you're into women's fighting, Sinesia Estrada, as beautiful as she is, is making her return as well. So you might want to check that out if you're into the women's fights. 
Bob Aaron was really pushing Alam Conley as the next big star. He actually came out recently and did what he did for Crawford, which is he'll just throw money at anybody who'll fight his guy because he tried to push him as the next big thing. Alam Conley ain't fought nobody. When you look at skill, they roughly have the same level of, uh, you know, same level of skill, same number of rounds. They debuted roughly the same time. The only big difference here, difference maker, basically the uh, Alam Conley, he's a Southpaw. Bentley is an Orthodox. And then in terms of height, Alan Conley has a slight height advantage over Bentley. But other than that, they're pretty much pair for pair. Of course, Bentley has a loss, but that's because he makes mistakes, you know. So I don't see that Bentley has anything for him. I'm saying that this match is pretty much as close as you're going to get to an equal level playing field for Alan Conley, but I don't expect him to have very much trouble. I don't see that Alan Conley is the next big thing that Bob Arum says that he is. That's my personal opinion. So that's what we got for our weekend of boxing. Like I said, we've got some pretty decent fights. I wouldn't call them great fights, but some pretty decent fights on deck. We've had some pretty good fights in the past. Of course, Zuto Ramirez failed the Mexican people with his loss against Baval. That was not surprising, but the level of getting out box was pretty substantial. I was sh shocked at that, at least. And uh, listen, if you're listening to me, the bottom line is Terrence Crawford ducked Daryl Spence, and that's a shame because we were close to getting a unified welterweight champion so that we could join the ranks of like Devin Haney at 135 as a fully unified champion. We've needed fully unified champions, and we were cheated from a fully unified welterweight champion. Spence has then said he's going to go up to 154. That would be a shame because he's not going to fight Jamel Charlo. Charlo is the one who holds all belts at 154. So if he's not going to fight Charlo, that means none of the fights for Spence are going to be very interesting at 154 unless Charlo vacates and moves up. So... We have to see where Walter White goes from here. We still have Jerron Ennis, NSB, and other places overrating the guy. I don't think he's earned anything. We got Virgil Ortiz. He certainly deserves a shot. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Keith, once upon a time, Thurman's still out there. I don't think he deserves a shot, but he's still out there. So Walter White's going to look very iffy. In my opinion, we don't have a very good welterweight division anymore. It's kind of on the decline because, you know, Spence is not going to get a chance to unify it and clean it up finally after so long. And thanks to Crawford, Duck, and Spence, we're never going to get a true answer as to who's the real better guy of these two. And Crawford will once again go unfulfilled, just like Tim Bradley before him went unfulfilled in the previous generation, which is really unfortunate. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.